What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Good Dudes Grow. I'm your host, Gary Roberts. On today's show, we have Dr. Mary Clifton, a board-certified licensed internal medicine doctor based in Manhattan. She's a recognized expert in CBD, cannabis, and the founder of CBDandCannabisInfo.com and the highly respected professional certification course, the Cannabinoid Protocol. Dr. Clifton provides specialized consultation on patient and provider education, telemedicine, cannabinoids, and has worked on several pharmaceutical, CBD, and cannabis corporations. She's also spokesperson on areas of product development, telemedicine, medical, and scientific directorship in the U.S., Europe, Asia, and Africa. Dr. Clifton is also a leading voice in telemedicine for bridging the gap in healthcare, availability, and affordability for acute care, long-term wellness, and disability. She works in telemedical cannabinoid consultation and helps companies find telemedical solutions for their platforms and regularly sees patients from around the world on telemedicine platforms. Let me first start out by saying thank you to Podcast Powertrain for helping produce my show. These are the guys you need behind you if you're looking to start your podcast. Also, I'd like to thank Powered by Riverside FM. That's right. Our show is powered by Riverside FM, one of the best platforms to actually have a podcast on. So I'm going to have some links at the end of the show or in the show notes. Check them out. These are the two people that you need to get up, get with to make your podcast top 100. Good Dudes Grow 2.0, we're here to let you know The importance of plant-based medicine and psychedelics on mental and physical health We're bringing you stories of how these medicines have changed lives and can save lives We want to teach you the healing power of plant-based medicine This is the Good Dudes Grow 2.0 Let's welcome Dr. Mary Clifton to the show today Okay, so let, let's just start with how did you get involved with being a physician involved with cannabis and CBD? Well, I, I mean, for me, it was really experiences with patients. You know, I had, um, I had several patients over the years who have given me, you know, some input that they got great results with using CBD and cannabis. And then I, you know, listened to that, but I, and, and clearly it's a powerful product, but I just really didn't have the expertise in it. And you just you know, focus on where your own strengths are. Oftentimes in medicine, you get trained and then you are, you're working in the area that you're comfortable in, you know, and that you know. So I, I was uh, basically staying in my lane. And then it was after um, a couple of hospice experiences where I was running the hospice. Um, the, uh, you know, usually I always run hospice. I'm a, I'm a, internal medicine doctor. I take care of old people. So there's always an old person going through a, a death experience in my practice. Um, and, and, but in these cases, I was at the bedside. It was my brother and um, a good girlfriend uh, who died within three months of each other. And it was um, in those two deaths being so completely different and uh, that, that I thought maybe there is really something to this cannabis and end of life. So I read a little bit about it and realized that I knew nothing about it and, and that, and that, and I read and, and I, I keep up and, you know, I, I do all of my certification requirements, but beyond that, I think as a doctor, you have to read an hour a day, every day, if you're going to maintain the level of expertise that you need to maintain. So I've been reading over my whole career and I'd never read any of this. And I thought, 
if I'm in this position, there's a whole bunch of other doctors that are in this position too. And just, we just don't know because, you know, the stuff, stuff goes in different journals and you, you might not see anything about cannabis in a regular medicine journal for years. And then, you know, somehow an, an article squeaks in, you know, but we don't, we, we don't get to see the body of the literature and, um, and it's, uh, it's, it's unfortunate. Because we, we, we don't get to see all the good stuff that's going on. I, I found it amazing when I started researching with cannabis and CBD that how much really information is out there that, that sort of anecdotal and other information and people trying it and certain, certain tests and everything else. It's been out for a while. But let me ask you, what's the importance of the cannabinoid system itself? I know it works all the, all, it regulates all the other systems in the body, but what importance really does it have since a lot of people don't understand that aspect of it? Yeah. I mean, they, there's other systems that I'm sure your, um, your listeners are aware of that have an impact over the entire body. The, you know, the thyroid, like if the thyroid is off, every system in the body is affected. Or if you, uh, you know, if your cortisol levels, if your adrenal glands aren't functioning properly, the same thing you'll have, you know, literally affects every other, every other cell in the body. So the, um, the same is true with the endocannabinoid system. It's just that it's a new system, relatively speaking, that we've only more recently recognized. And so it takes a while, you know, for, for this to get picked up and disseminated properly. But the endocannabinoid system, you have, of course, a very rich number of CB receptors in the brain and spinal cord, and also a very high number in the immune system, uh, in the spleen and in the liver and in the bone marrow. But there are CB receptors on literally every organ in the body, and they're all impacted, you know, and the body uses it to balance and restore homeostasis. So if you take a biopsy of an area of the colon that's inflamed and you stain it for CB receptors, you'll find a higher concentration of the receptors there. And if you draw some fluid off of a swollen knee and test it for the naturally occurring anandamide, the body's own natural CBD, uh, you'll find higher levels of that anandamide uh, right in that inflamed knee. So the body already uses this system to restore and balance. The CBD just adds another level to that. Right. So basically what the CBD does basically, and I know a lot of websites said it, but it's kind of like the product or the, the chemical CBD itself doesn't really do anything except start the body reacting itself. Is, is that correct? Am I on the right path there? Yeah. I mean, your body is already has these receptors, already has a system that it's up and down regulating. And the all of these endocrine systems talk to each other. And then your body has its own naturally occurring CBD. But, you know, nature is providing us with the cannabis plant and with the hemp plant to, to have these uh, compounds available. And these formulations that are available are just something that you would already have if we weren't under a weird prohibition. Right. I mean, this stuff is a weed, you know, exactly. it, would, it would grow on the side of the road. It would grow in the ditch and it would pollinate several times a year. And uh, you'd be inhaling it, your animals that you eat or, or consume their stuff, their eggs or dairy, you, they would be eating it while they were munching in the, uh, you know, in the, in the fields. So it, the fact that you don't have this additional supplementation going on regularly is one of those weird, unnatural things that's happening because of, a, a, you know, a prohibition that we need to lift. Definitely. 
You, you've done some, I believe you've done already, you did some studies on the usefulness of, of CBD and how it works on sleep. Is that correct? Yes. I haven't personally done the studies. My job is to review the studies and then to try to give you some really good you know, data, not just, I don't just cover one study where my coverage could be a little biased. I try to provide all the studies and then give you an overview. Because that, that's a big thing with firefighters, our, our lack of sleep and our sleep cycles and everything else mm. ends up turning into more of a depression wise. And we start going to doctors trying to find out different medications to help us sleep. Then we get hooked on these medications and it just sort of spins downhill. Is CBD a, yes. an optimal a uh, way to go to actually help those cycles get reorganized and working properly? Oh, I think CBD is a really great alternative for helping people with, uh, with intermittent uh, occasional sleeplessness. Uh, the other, but I mean, you know, there's CBD and THC that we've all heard of as cannabinoids, but within, um, within the hemp plant, there are 140 different recognized cannabinoids. And it looks like uh, CBN, which is another cannabinoid that we can pretty easily extract, also is super good for sleep and may be more effective than CBD. You know, at least some studies show really powerful for inducing sleep and other studies less so. But uh, I agree with you, the intermittent sleeplessness that that firefighters deal with, that doctors deal with, that, you know, shift workers uh, of all types deal with is, uh, is very disruptive and damaging to the system. Yeah, it's, uh, I've tried everything from melatonin where I'd wake up and I still have this blurred vision or blurriness of it. But when I started using mm -hmm. CBD, I'd get this nice sound sleep. And even if I had to wake up in the middle of the night during calls and stuff, it didn't leave me, how do I say, not lazy, yeah, not off or anything, days or days or anything. I was able to function and immediately be able to get right back to it. And then when I came back, I was able to go right back to sleep. And that's, I, I found that extremely Absolutely. useful. And that's what people say about melatonin, that you can get some very vivid dreams and you can also get that, that hangover effect, right. you know, where you feel like you feel like <laughs> you took a sleeping pill yesterday. And a lot of people can't really tell how much to take. Like some people it's a lot and some people it's a lot less. And, and even for some people, you know, different times of the day when they take it have a different effect. I love melatonin as a um, adaptogen, just as a as something to sort of help to nourish your brain and support brain help. But I, I don't know about its function as a uh, sleeping medicine, right. you know, or as a medication for sleeplessness. Exactly. I, I, I honestly, I didn't like it. I like the mixture of a mag magnesium and CBD kind of just relaxes me and everything else, especially mm -hmm. since I work out all the time. So the magnesium helps relax my muscles. And, and then the CBD is kind of just relaxes everything else. And I go straight to sleep. Until I start thinking yeah. again, and then I start to then go to the other realm of CBD and totally focus on that for about an hour. Well, that may be where you might you might actually benefit from the CBN, you know, and see if that works for you. There's um, a new product uh, called Sleep Tarts that is uh, that is there. Those are great. It's a five milligram CBN, and it's like a, in a little sweet. Uh, uh, and when and it absorbs right over your mouth, it's a little tiny sweet pill, and you um, just suck on it, and then it crosses right over the mucous membrane immediately into your bloodstream. Those uh, sleep tarts are fantastic, and they come in berry or in blue punch, and both are delicious and super effective. I mean, I I'm so surprised because I'll have these patients who I've dealt with for a long time, and I've given this now to thirty people as it's been sort of just, you know, see what you think of this. And every single one of them wants more. 
Really? It's I, I've just never used a sleep product and had this result. Well, I'm definitely gonna have to look into that. I think after the show, I want to get some information on where we everybody can get that, how I can get it, and I'll send you a link. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely, and also put it on the bottom of the the, the uh, podcast so other people can look into it. The other thing, like I said, your your certification course, the cannabinoid protocol course. Yeah. That that was intriguing because, like I said, I'm trying to find a way to get information into the hands of the fire department so that they can actually open discussions. You know, like I said, well, I would love to talk with them about that. Cause that's the thing that as soon as you say CBD, they go straight to marijuana, THC. And like I said, see a bunch of stoned firefighters driving down the road. And, and, and I'm like, no, no, that's not what we're talking about. To- to- yeah, totally yeah, different. We just need to open the doors only- and educate you guys exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, they don't, there's only one intoxicating cannabinoid so far out of the 140, and that's THC. But outside of THC, the other ones have various effects on the immune system, you know, to potentially help with cancer and for anxiety and insomnia. But there really isn't anything else that's going to get you high like THC. Right. So all of these other ones are just working to help relieve symptoms and at working in a more medicinal way rather than a recreational way. How did you come up with the, the, the course, the protocol certification yourself? Well, I was shooting all these little videos. I was shooting these uh, uh, three-minute videos. You know, I'd collect all of the data, look at all the data, come to a conclusion about, you know, uh, what the what was available or what wasn't available. Like in some cases, we don't have great data about, um, about uh, you know, um, autism. And I mean, we have a little, and I shared with you a little, but I'll be honest, they're just, or, or like as far as using these products in um, cancer, we don't have great data there either. So, um, so, it, it, but I, but I share that. I mean, we do have information in test tubes, but we don't have like high numbers of people who have been um, who who have tried them. So, in any case, the uh, I, I was creating all these little three-minute videos and there and and getting. Um, and having a lot of fun developing them. And then I realized I had, you know, 30 or 40 minutes or an hour or something of uh, video time for all of these different disease states. So I, uh, so I just started um, pulling together longer, longer amounts of data. And then that became all this training. <laughs> so I have about like 10 hours now of video where I've uh, shot to talk about, you know, metabolism or movement disorder or autism or insomnia, anxiety or sleep, and just covering the uh, data. So people have the data that they need to make good decisions. Perfect. That's exactly what I was kind of looking for. And I'm definitely looking more and more into that. So I can act like I said, o- open the doors because it, like I said, they're very close-minded when it comes to that because, like I said, they see this whole liability thing, and I'm just trying to overcome that by just saying, hey, listen, let's just open the doors and discuss this. Well, there are situations where I think we have to be careful. I mean, you know, uh, within, like, the Department of Transportation, there are people who really can't be using uh, cannabinoids, you know, for because they because for the safety of others. But there isn't, uh, you know, you're just not going to get those kinds of risks with CBD. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then I had one uh, last thing I wanted to ask you was basically the toughest thing is finding the best source to find to get CBD from. How would you go about looking for that? And I know everyone, there's, there's always an article on you need to see third parties and then other people say the third parties can be negotiated and then in 
it's really weird, but how would you go about finding a good source of CBD oil? Well, you have to just find a person that you trust and get your product from that person. The um, I, I would not buy it from a gas station or a grocery store because, I mean, you're just not going to. Oftentimes, they're giving you a really low price, but that's because there's like 250 milligrams in the bottle. And so you take a few drops, you might be getting a milligram of CBD and you're just not going to... Uh, you know, you're just not going to get a result from that. So you've basically wasted $15, it, you exactly. know. Or you can go on Amazon and buy the 250,000 milligram bottle they sell. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I saw that the other day. I went 250,000 milligrams. I'm like, that's, that's, yeah. Okay. That's definitely not happening. Wow. Well, I, I mean, I do like a more concentrated bottle because I think if you've got, you know, 2000 or 3000 milligrams in the bottle, then you can take a half a dropper full and you're getting like 30 to 60 milligrams in that amount. That's a good amount right. to take and see if it's actually going to have an effect for you. These folks who get a very diluted product and take a few drops and then say that it didn't work. It's unfortunate. You know, right. Speaking of diluted so, products, would you rec- would you say that all the products that have the most stuff in it are, are the diluted ones. Let's say that has all the flavoring, the peppermints, the this, the extra stuff. Is that any good to get CBD or is that diluting the product that you really want? Well, I think when you're first trying, it's a good idea to just keep the CBD to itself. You know, I do love formulations like that, but I almost love formulations like that more when they're in a soft gel, you know, so that you, cause some of these, sometimes the product will clump with itself. I mean, they're sticky molecules and they'll tend to stick with other molecules. And then you might change the um, concentration of everything across all of the uh, various, you know, dropper full to dropper full, you might see some variation, but it's probably not that big of a deal. But if you want to know if the CBD works, I would start with the CBD and then start playing with it and modifying it from there. Got it. Well, I didn't want to take too much of your time. I appreciate all the information. Oh, I have plenty of time and I'm happy to help anytime. And of course, your audience can reach out anytime to um, cbdandcannabisinfo.com. There's free advice there for anybody who needs it. And then there's, uh, you know, of course, I have my my um, coaching available and my uh, training certification for people who want to work as a coach at the Cannabinoid Protocol. But if they have any questions, you know, just feel free to send me a message or sign up on my newsletter because I, you know, attach links to all kinds of podcasts all the time. Perfect. Dr. Clifton, thank you very much for your time. My pleasure. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the show. And like I said at the beginning of the show, I'll have some links for you. So if you're interested in starting your podcast yourself, one of the best places to go is podcast powertrain right now they're doing an an amazing offer for all their course material if you want to actually help get your uh, show ranked all you got to do is go to gooddudesgrow.com forward slash powertrain and you'll get all the information there also if you're looking for a platform not sure which platform to use to record your show on riverside fm is the one we use You can also go to gooddudesgrow.com forward slash Riverside. Check them out and you will not be disappointed. Again, thank you for all listening to the show and we will see you. Well, we won't see you, but. Good Dudes Grow 2.0. Thank you for tuning in. If you're still listening to this, that means you gained something out of this episode. So make sure you share it with a friend, leave a review, and subscribe. So you never miss an episode of the Good Dudes Grow 2.0.